Welcome to Beef Sticks Podcast Spring Cleaning. We are getting out all of the old crap that we don't want and we don't use anymore. Right on tax day. But we're keeping all of our fans and loved ones. I don't know about that. Might be cleaning them out. Welcome to the show. I'm Fat Mac. I'm pasty sometimes. And I tell you what, this week uh, there was a lot of wrestling and very little wrestling news, unless you want to talk about people leaving and coming in. And, of course, we call that the comings and goings. And we'll finish off the show with all of that remarkable news. Yes, much, much later. <laughs> and, um, and we got tons of, of re- reviews, results from three nights of wrestling. Because, of course, if you listened last week, we actually did the results of NXT Stand and Deliver Night 1 last week because nowadays we're doing pay-per-views in the middle of the week just for the fuck of it. Yeah, it's a great time for a pay-per-view. Why not? Yeah. Four nights of WWE plus Dynamite plus SmackDown and Raw, and I submitted myself to all of it. I haven't watched any wrestling yet this week, though. I've been, nope, nope. I noped out on no. that shit. Last week, I watched Impact. I watched NXT Night 2, and I watched every other match of WrestleMania Night 1. Not on purpose, but w, whoever was uh, whoever put this together actually put it together well, because every other match is one that I wanted to see. So There you go. They did their job, I think, keeping you tuned. If, if, if this wasn't... 17 pay-per-views i probably would have watched the whole thing just because it's like well this one isn't good but the, the next one they say is coming up i'm looking forward to that so that was <laughs> well, you're in luck fat mac because supposedly next year's wrestlemania in dallas is scheduled to be one night and eight Three hours nights long <laughs> you know i i actually prefer one night at eight hours instead of two fucking four hour manias yeah yeah i just because first of all it's all streaming. You can watch it whenever. So you don't really. So you're going to break it like me. I broke it up anyways. I watched four matches from WrestleMania night one and I didn't even watch those all in one day. So it's like, you're going to break it up anyways. Why not just give me one thing to tune into? Of course. Now with WWE network being on Peacock, you can't skip to a match, which is kind of hell if you're watching it live you can't pause or rewind or anything pause or rewind yeah (laughs) peacock got a lot of folks with that with a little uh wardrobe malfunctioning people wanted to rewind or pause that and nope sorry buddies nope and they went and edited that shit out quick Fortunately, people plastered it all over the internet, so you can find it if you really want to. It's a tiny fucking crescent of areola. <laughs> you can and almost fucking, see the tip. You can almost see the tip. And it's uh, Dana Dana Brooke. Well, you know they say they so, make WWE for the twelve year olds, and that just makes a lot of sense, right? Right. That would have been my thought, world back in the day. I'd been the thing that I thought was funny, and I don't know if it's if it has something to do with the the fast forwarding function. Or if the editors are just sloppy or what. Um, but I was flipping through fast forwarding to get to. Uh, oh, I guess after McIntyre to get to Cesaro Rollins. Because I was watching those two. And again, you can't just skip to a match. So I got a fast forward, play, fast forward, play. And I did a fast forward, play. 
And then it's like, she did a move and then her fucking nip sticking out. And then I see her nip sticking out for like two seconds. And then all of a sudden it goes all black. <laughs> and I'm like, so either my fast forwarding and playing fucked with the shit or their sensors suck because I seen titty and I wasn't even looking for it. I was looking for Cesaro. Uh, and I got a little nippage. Uh, you should have played the lottery that day almost to catch that on a fast forwarding session. I yeah. feel like luck was in your favor. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, catching Dana Brooks' partial nipple on a long pay-per-view, I mean, I that's, what, a $5 winner? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a $5 winner. I'll take it. I mean, it's a $5, $5 winner on a $10, on a $10 ticket. scratcher. <laughs> that's really bad. <laughs> you both were going the same place, but you buried her. <laughs> I used to have a lot of faith in Dana Brooke. I, I, I'm not there anymore. I and still do. I'm just thing with Mandy Rose and their new get-ups. I'm like, wow, they look exactly the same. So there's like no, no individuality there anymore. It's fucking. Oh, speaking stupid. of get-ups, Sasha's outfit was badass. Yeah, it was. I thought that was just fucking rocking. I don't know what everybody had for uh, WrestleMania gear. I haven't looked up this. There wasn't very many gear, special but... entrances whatsoever. Which is really stupid with this being the the first time they've had real live fans for a year. And God, they seem to pack a lot of fucking people in there. Well, I will say one thing. NXT packed a lot more people in than than WrestleMania did. I don't know if it's because WrestleMania is in a bigger facility or what the So they were a little bit more spaced out at WrestleMania, yeah, but fucking they were... It's... Packed in there real tight during TakeOver. They they made me think of this, uh, this Mexican restaurant... That's in my town where it's like, well, yeah, you're open to 50% capacity, but that's so that you separate everybody. Is that Not, the one that used to be Pizza Hut? They're still open? Yeah, yeah, they're, they are there. And, like, I went there for the first time a while ago, and it's, like, 50% capacity, and you got to or you know, you got to call ahead of time, make a reservation to make sure there's room. It's like, yeah. that's fine and good. But then everybody who comes in, they pack on all on the one wall in the booths. And I'm like, what? This isn't what 50% capacity means. It means you space everybody out every other. You keep, you know, put one on this side of the room, one over on that side of the room. It's like, and I think that's what NXT, it's like, yeah, they only let half as many people in, but they let them sit wherever the fuck they wanted. It's better than places out here, though, where they say 50% capacity and then they just let as many people come in as they want. Oh, yeah. The sign's just there to keep the inspectors out. Exactly. But it's, you know, it was it was cool seeing fans back live in the arenas. I will say that. It was it was a much much needed. It was kick cool for... to see that the fans being back weren't forgiving for the bullshit that WWE pulled all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> they were still booing. Well, you know, they've for so long they've been censored being on. On the, I'm pretty the, sure they the were still screens. piping shit over them too. Oh, the, from what I hear, they were. Yeah, I, I don't know that, but from what I hear, yeah. No, you were. could you could tell in a couple of points. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I, I definitely felt like they were piping shit in over the fans to try to get the result they wanted. Well, I'm pretty sure they were, mm. and I mean, I mean, shit. To be honest, obviously wrestling's done that since fucking 70s 80s so it's not like it's a yeah, new thing you but you've just been a fucking year without fans you should embrace them yeah they still want to control their shit i think yeah 
But boy, the WWE never flexes their control any more than their fucking uh, annual After Mania release-a-thon, and it pasty April 15th, baby! What, hap- what, what happened this week for any folks that maybe haven't heard? <laughs> well, if you haven't heard or you haven't been a wrestling fan for the last X amount of years, you definitely wouldn't know about this natural reoccurring phenomenon we call spring cleaning. Yes, the After Mania release-a-thon. WWE announced the official releases of a total of 10 main roster talents on Thursday, exactly one year to the day since their COVID-19 budget cuts on April 15th, 2020. Still, that may surprise you. The budget cuts up in the year that they made the largest profits ever in their existence. They made the most money, and they didn't even have to go to Saudi Arabia. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so fucked up uh, Some of the names may surprise you Others will definitely not uh, Let's see Who do we got here Billy Kay And Peyton Royce Bo Dallas Chelsea Green Kalisto is done doing good lucha things in WWE He's gonna move on to doing bad lucha things elsewhere <laughs> You think he'll be in the Lucha Underground reboot I hope not. <laughs> Mickey James has been released. God, I hope she goes to NWA, although AEW could really use her. Mojo Rowley, Samoa Joe, Ooh. just stood out in the fucking thunderstorm in a poncho for you, Vince, <laughs> all weekend at WrestleMania. And, and and there he goes. He just wanted to be cleared, not cleared from your roster. <laughs> right. <laughs> Of course, uh, Tucker's out, and so is Wesley Blake of Blake and Murphy and the Forgotten Sons, and he wasn't even the one to post the disgusting yeah, shit. Yeah, he's not even the bad one. It's <sighs> like... No, Jackson Riker is still doing stuff. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure he was active recently. Wasn't he on... He was on Mania, wasn't he? Or what was he... Uh, he was somewhere. Or did I just see clips of him when they showed something? I seen... Oh! Isn't he's like friends with, uh, is it Bobby Lashley? Is it AJ Styles? Is it, uh, uh one of them I watched that he yeah, was, I don't know. I don't remember. Ron Strowman, Cesar- oh, Rollins. Isn't he with Rollins? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So he was just on WrestleMania. The, the, the bad one, not the one they released. Right. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. the bigot. Yeah. yeah. Vince's boy is what we call him. <clears throat> Jackson Riker. Yes. Uh, there's no word yet on if any corporate staff have been let go or how many more talents are yet to be sacked, but you can bet the NXT cut stay is coming up soon. No. All wrestlers are under a standard 90-day non-compete cause with WWE and are not free to sign with other promotions until Wednesday, July 14th. Day before my birthday. That's a good present. Seeing Joe show up at AEW. That's oh, just where I guess. I mean, he could go he back to Ring to of Honor. To, he needs to go back to Ring of Honor. He was just a beast there. He I think Ring of really Honor be... needs to start doing good things first. Samo- but Samoa Joe could be the Samoa one guy Joe... that turns it around. You know what yeah. I mean? He brings it back. Or, or he could just go to Impact or AEW or New Japan and fucking have it all. Or he can obviously go anywhere, yeah. Yeah. There's just but a lot of people in AEW I want to see him have matches the thing, with. The thing is, I... I he could go to Ring of Honor for just even just a year 
Yeah. Make some noise, bring a little more prominence back, have some dream matches that we have, and then go on to some place to actually make money. You know, what it I would mean? be pretty fucking cool if we could see CM Punk versus Samoa Joe in Ring of Honor. One more time, baby. Ooh. One more time. It would feel good. It would feel good. Yeah, Mickey James. I mean, I would love to see her go back to Impact. She was an amazing knockout. She'd be champion. good on Impact, but don't you think um, she'd be better with her husband in NWA? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think she would be awesome there. I think that's there cool because I've never Nick seen Allison. them together. You know what no, I mean? They've, yeah, they've never been on screen and to, to, they've never been on screen together. So that would be awesome. And she is perfect for the women's division at NWA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chelsea Green, I'm assuming she's going to go back to Impact, but she could go anywhere. Yep. Bo Dallas, I think, I think is it's a funny. Chelsea Green was called up to the main roster and then never did anything. Never. There. I think she showed up one day. Yep, yep. Bo Dallas, he's a diamond in the rough. He um, also uh, is is deep into um, buying and selling houses. He's a real estate agent. real estate guy. Yeah, yep. so so he doesn't need to wrestle anymore if he don't want to, but he should. He should because I he, think he's one of the more exciting names. I just I just see him going to AEW just so I I see Tony Khan wanting him just so that he can get Mike Rotunda. <laughs> Because it's another veteran. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I I want IRS, damn it. Bring me IRS. <laughs> what do I got to do? Bo Dallas. I'm going to hire Bo Dallas so I can get IRS. I don't want all these people to go to AEW, but I'm assuming Peyton Royce is going to go join her husband. And if that's the case, I kind of think Billy Kay should go there too because they could keep the tag team going because I think that's where they're the best. Oh, yeah. that's It was the dumbest thing in the world ever to split them two up. At the same point, I really want Mickey James' veteran expertise on the AEW women's roster. But uh, if she goes to Impact, she can still help him from there. Right, right. NWA, too, for that matter. Mojo Rowley, just let him go back to football or something. I don't care. Jake, he doesn't need to wrestle anymore. Tucker, he can be a big guy in, 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 a, in the indies and, and Tucker, do something. Tucker should team up with Big Cass. There you go. They'd be a good team. Yep. They'd be, they'd be the mother... Tuckers, I don't know. Uh, and Wesley Blake actually has talent. Um, is it a lot of talent? No. We've never been able to find out. So maybe Murphy's the one who had all the talent, buddy. Well, yeah, buddy, buddy Murphy had had all the ta- had a lot of the talent, but um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with all of this. And, and you can just assume this isn't the end. I, I can almost guarantee it's not just this. Yeah, time. it's a first wave. Next, yeah, next week we'll have more. And I'm assuming the office is getting in there. Like you said, NXT cuts coming. Overseas cuts. They got NXT UK, and they got a lot of people there. Which yeah. I guess isn't a big deal, because they can keep them wrestling in other promotions also. So maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, this is definitely just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to saving money because times are hard for wwe yeah i feel like uh every week in pro wrestling history every year we're going to be talking about this stuff which uh brings me pasty to this week in pro wrestling history that isn't about a shit ton of releases from wwe this one though is from exactly a decade ago to date Woo! when shikara rest in peace Held night one of their annual King of Trios tournament. Chicago. I'm sorry. This internationally themed event was an exhibition such as Pro Wrestling Gorilla's Battle of Los Angeles tourney that gave the stage for some of the best talent that was not signed to a major company and allowed them to shine. 
And many of these wrestlers are now or have been top talent in today's wrestling landscape. Can they shine or is that owned by shine? Um, Shimmer might own shine. Oh. And then shine owns the shin. And then you can they the glimmer? Shinning. Can they glimmer? Well, like, they can glimmer, but they can't. Gl- they can glimmer, but they can't glow. You can't glow because <laughs> and Netflix owns glow. <laughs> uh, but boy, this is uh, every year. It was sadly no longer because Chikara's gone now, thanks to some bad decisions made behind the scenes and other bullshit. Hashtag Me Too. We'll always have the archives. Yes, that is true. And 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 the archives are just overflowing. This, of course, this event consisted of all first-round matches in this night one event. But, man, listen to these names and see if you don't. You might not know the names as is, but when I tell you who you'd probably know them as, it's gonna, you're going to be surprised. We got the Osirian Portal, which was the three-man team of Amasis, Herakon, which Herakon is the current pure champion in Ring of Honor, Jonathan Grisham, and Ophidian. And Ophidian, if you folks haven't seen him, he's badass. He's a decent wrestler, but man, he's got this giant like snake headdress deal, and he's very Egyptian, and he just looks badass. I'm sorry. Nice. Um, and the Os- uh, the Osirian Portal defeated Three Point Ole, <laughs> which of course had El Generico. And the tag team 3.0, which is Scott Parker and Shane Matthews teaming together. I just love that name. 3.0. That is great. That's great. <laughs> then we've seen Team Fist, which is comprised of Chucky e. T, Chuck Taylor, Icarus, and Mr. Wrestling Johnny Gargano. And they defeated Team Australia, which was Cable, Percy T, and Tama Williams. Then we had De Brustaf Des Cruces. Which is a team of Delirious, Jacob Hammermeyer, and Tim Donst. They defeated the Soul Touches, which was Acid Jazz, Marsh Rocket, and Willie Richardson. Moving on, we've seen the masked Jigsaw, Mike Quackenbush, the man who kind of flushed Shikara. Our old boss. And Fat Mac's favorite female wrestler of all time, Anami Toyota, defeating Amazing Red. And the Maximos, Joel and Will Maximo. Moving on, we had Dragon Gate make an appearance with Team Dragon Gate consisting of Akira Tozawa, Kagatora, and Super Shisa. And they defeated Spectral Envoy, which was the fully masked Luchadors, Frightmare, Hollow Wicked, and Ultra Black Mantis. Did ICP Ultra get a Mantis payout for Black. that? Um, no. Your Hollow Wicked? They did not. They, they should have. That's their thing. Next, Asuka Pro Wrestling made their appearance with Team Asuka Pro. Don't which you mean was Osaka? Ats- oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what did I say? Asuka? Asuka. <laughs> <laughs> I, once you said it, I was like, oh, shit. I said Asuka. <laughs> Asuka, she made an appearance. No, no, no. Team Osaka Pro, you know, like the, the place. Osaka he wasn't Japan. ready for Osaka, folks. <laughs> I was not ready. <laughs> Uh, we got Atsushi Kotoge, Ultimate Spider Jr., and Desuke Harada, who is the current Global Honor Crown Junior Heavyweight Champion in pro, in pro Wrestling NOAH. That team defeated the Throwbacks. We had Dasher Hatfield, Matt Classic, 
which of course is a very fun take on the name Matt Classic, and that's of course Dark Order's own Colt Cabana. <laughs> And they were joined by Sugar Dunkerton, also better known as Sug D. I like Sugar Dunkerton. That's a good <laughs> name. Then we have The Colony, yes. which is a group of unknowns at the time. And they were all masked, and they were all had ant themes, and there was a ton of them. But these three, y'all might know, Fire Ant, Green Ant, and Soldier Ant. And if that doesn't sound familiar... Let me just say Fire Ant, Orange Cassidy, baby. Green Ant, current Ring of Honor television and tag champion, Tracy Williams. And Soldier Ant, Drew Gulak. Can you imagine that team, Pasty? That's awesome. I would the love colony, to see that. The colony was full of such talented individuals. And they defeated Sin Bodhi, who you might remember as a short stint as Kizarni in WWE, as well as Kodama in Obarion. And to end things off, we had Team Michinoku Pro with Pasty's favorite wrestler of all time. Dick to go. He was teaming up with the great Sasuke and Jensi Shinzaki. And they defeated Team Minnesota. One, two, Why three. we always got to lose? I, well, look at us. <laughs> Team Minnesota, of course, consisted of the greats, one, two, three kid, Eric Cannon, and Darren Corbin. Darren Corbin. Darren Corbin, who, by the way, was around like a decade before Baron Corbin ever even thought of becoming a wrestler. So WWE taking all the good Minnesota ideas. Yeah, that's I mean, that's just and I and I can and I'm just going to tell these folks listening right now, the names that you don't know are just as amazing as the names that you know. They just never made made it past that that break. So I'd recommend Sounds like a any fun Chikara. show. Any Chikara, go back and watch because it's just it's a very different wrestling presentation. Ooh boy! I recommend you go back and watch <laughs> NXT Stand and Deliver Night I'm just, Two. I'm just gonna call you out on that, Pacey, because that's awesome. How you turned a yawn into enthusiasm. <laughs> I know I'm good at that, right? Like, oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> that was awesome. Wasn't I love yawn. it. That was just a long build-up. Yeah, but he was he was revving up to it. It was a wind-up. Yep. So, how do you follow up the amazing NXT Stand and Deliver Night One with Night Two? I mean, I guess is, that makes sense. Is, it was done better than WrestleMania Night One and Night Two because Night One was by far the superior show. Sorry. Yeah, surprising. <laughs> Really surprising. And I didn't watch night two, but I, I've heard that from everybody, yeah. which was yeah. another reason I kind of never did get motivated there, there was enough. <laughs> three, two, two matches I really liked on night two and, and three matches I would recommend to watch. But uh, yeah, night, night, night two of NXT takeover stand and deliver was a whole lot of fun. I didn't watch the pre-show. I really wish I would have, cause I want to see Brizongo in action. They lost a, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. And a number one contender for the NXT tag titles, baby. God, Breezango would be so much better to watch fight MSK. <clears throat> that would be awesome. So That'd be so fun. good. So much fun. Yeah. And they need to get the fuck out of there. I hope they're released in the next week. I'm surprised they haven't been. Probably their merchandise probably still. Another sells, one you were but... just talking about in the this week in pro wrestling history that I'm surprised is still with WWE is 
Holy shit, I'm losing it. Drew Gulak? Yes, Google Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and he was looking really good in WWE for a while. and then When Daniel just, Bryan oh, took him under his wing, yeah, and they yeah. were having those dope-ass matches. Oh, yeah. Well, then, Pasty, the, uh, the main show... The main show kicked off, and um, they did deliver. I'm not going to lie. I didn't stand. but you know, <laughs> No, I sat. I, I sat while they delivered, but it was still awesome. We've seen you gotta oh, tell, really. All, all you fellas out there with the pregnant women's, you got to tell her to stand and deliver. Stand and deliver. Stand Swat and deliver, bitch. <laughs> Damn, pasty. Wow. <laughs> Woo. Get some hate mail. Uh, yeah, uh, we've seen a hey, very, very any good, publicity is good publicity. <laughs> very, very, very good ladder match, which I think we, everybody knew. Oh was yeah, be a great dude, match. I had so much fun with this match. We've seen two NXT cruiserweight champions wrestling to determine who is undisputed, and Santos Escobar came out on top, defeating Jordan Devlin in such a fun ladder match that I'm going to go back and watch this before I go and watch any of WrestleMania Night Two. Yeah, this was so much fun. <laughs> it was a really good match. So much fun. I do wish I would have took more notes, but just know that there's all the spots you would want and more. They did some really interesting things. Yeah, I didn't take any notes at, on any of this 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 week, so bear well, with it's, us. It's because we, we got to review three shows. We can't give you all the details or we'd it's be nuts. here for four episodes. That's true. Uh, if you want to know about it, go watch it. What are you doing listening to this for? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, listen to us. It's way more entertaining than it really a lot is, of stuff, folks. It really Just... is. Uh yes. So that put us at a one to one tie. By the way, folks, the competition between me and Fat Back, me and Fat, Fat Mac, on Mac. Fat yeah. Mac. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, the competition. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Take three. I'm going to go take a nap, man. The competition. <laughs> well, folks, what Pasty is trying to say is that the competition between old fat Mac and Pasty was neck and neck the entire day gum week. It was, it, you just couldn't believe it. I had, it was up one, tied. Then the other one would be up one, tied. And, uh, no spoilers, but you're just going to see a common thread going throughout as we give you these results. Um, Pasty, back to you. <laughs> Sorry, Pasty's gone. <laughs> there is no more Pasty. There is only Zool. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the the competition between the two of us is probably more entertaining than all of WrestleMania. So too right. <clears throat> I was very excited the whole weekend. Uh, so then we had the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship on the line, seeing Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart defeating the way. Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Apparently Indy Hartwell is not part of the way anymore, or maybe she is, but she, she got carried off by old Dexter Loomis on this oh, Tuesday's no. episode. New romance budding. Maybe he can join the way, though, and then they can maybe win a match or two. Uh, yeah, or we could see Gargano and, and LeRae versus Hartwell and Dexter. Yeah, but then, then Gargano is still not winning a match. That's the problem. <laughs> I just love watching the man wrestle. He could uh, lose every single match. if It would have been Austin... funnier if Dexter Loomis carried off uh, Austin Theory instead. <laughs> 
like Indy thinks it's it's gonna be her, and she's all like swooning, you and know, then he picks up Austin Theory and walks out. That would have been cool. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, this this was a good match. Um, yeah. As soon as it started, I'm like, I should have fucking picked Moon and Blackheart, but <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to give it to to the way all all weekend. I, I figured they'd uh, not disappoint. They deserve it. I, I mean, the, the way is a really. I love this faction. It's it seems to be one of the most entertaining factions in the WWE universe, uh-huh. if you will. Uh, but Ember Moon and Shotzi, they just God, they're just fucking awesome together. They seem to have fun. They came out in their tank again. God, I love that. Weren't they it, like dressed up as Joker and Harley or something? Or no, it was like they had comic book villain give outfits on. I'm pretty sure. Did they? Because I don't remember that, but I believe you. Yeah. But I, I believe you. I'm going to look it up just to see which ones it was, though, because now I'm curious. All right. I either forgot it or I didn't notice it. I'm always distracted by WWE women's excessively long fake hair. They all have it, and it all like goes <laughs> all the way down their back. I mean, it's cool, I guess, but it's so weird to me. I don't know. What about Bianca Belair? Can I get extensions? Bianca Belair's hair is all real, baby. Are you sure? Yeah, it is. I thought I saw her without the unless unless she unless um she's super kayfabe even outside of WWE. Um, it's it's allegedly all real. Uh, if who are they? If they are comic book characters, uh, like I said, I thought it was like Joker and and. Another Batman villain. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank right is now. Two Face and I don't know. Which is one has green hair and one has purple hair. Yeah, but the outfits. I don't know. It was the entrance attire. Yeah. Huh. I could be wrong. I don't know. You could be right. I just I just maybe don't notice things. What is this? Does she have a mask? A buffalo headdress. Did I miss that? When did she come out in a buffalo head? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was War Games. I'm pretty sure when she first debuted the tank. That could have been. I'm just looking up pictures right now. Now I'm looking for the entrance. Yeah. Ugh. Well, we'll look at it that. another day. We can always talk about the next match, the North American Championship match. Johnny Gargano retaining. Against Bronson Reed in a very I, good match. I was actually really surprised. I, I didn't think Johnny Gargano was winning this at all. No, I, I thought Bronson I thought was taking his, it. I thought yeah, he was going to be this. To, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Big pop-up push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and he what still a great got way it. to start. He still got a good rub off of this match, even though he didn't win it. Oh, these two had a fucking amazing match. Really impressed me. Mm-hmm. Um, Gargano really shined Bronson, but. Bronson did, I mean, just great on his own. No, you didn't have to, didn't have to work hard to shine him. Let me say, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that dude's got a fucking, a good future. Probably not in WWE. He's fat. (laughs) We know how that works. Yeah. I remember um, when Vince realized that, uh, God damn it. He hasn't been on TV in so long. I forgot his name. Smojo. No. Bask in his glory. Keith Lee. Oh, yeah. 
Vince realized Keith Lee was fat the first night. We haven't seen him since. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've seen Bronson Reed wrestle before this. Has he been on a takeover before this? Oh, he was on night one fighting for the contention. Well, okay. I mean, before this week is what I, I meant. I don't think he's uh, been on a takeover, no. Yeah, so this is the first time I've actually seen him in action this week, night one and night two, and he impressed the piss out of me. Yep. I mean, I, I peed myself a little. It was impressive. <sighs> Shouldn't drink so much. <laughs> or should drink more. <laughs> but yeah, these guys pulled out all the stops. Uh, I give NXT credit. They gave him over 15 minutes. They gave him 16, 23. Yeah. Plenty of time to show what they could do. Yeah, that extra minute, 23 seconds really helps. You know, yeah, surprisingly, that can make a big difference in, in, in certain matches. Yeah. Then we had the NXT Championship. This did not finish off the night, or you could say it finished off the sanctioned matches of the night. Whatever. Yeah. Um, sadly, Karrion Cross defeated the amazing Finn Balor. Maybe who, gave him a fucking concussion, too. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Finn Balor didn't come out as, as the demon. No, that was why and, he lost. And he kind of pissed me off because he's coming out and he's all, you know, this is the big one. And he's all like pumped and hyped and everything. And he's staring down at the ring. And then when his music does the crescendo, he still did the arm thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. stop it. <laughs> you fucker. I mean, it's a cool entrance, but when you're like super serious and stuff, you just can't do that. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. look good. Didn't look good. I, I was kind of, I knocked him points on that, but. Uh, nonetheless, this was this was this was a good match, but I was expect I I wasn't expecting I was hoping seeing Finn Balor in there with him I'd see a side of Carrion Cross or Killer Cross that I have been missing and I didn't see it this night. No, no, it didn't do a whole lot for me. I mean, Balor looked good, but he always looks good. Yeah. Cross hasn't won me over yet, and he still hasn't. Balor could lay down with nothing but bacon on top of him, and he'd look good. I mean, I guess it's cool that Balor was like, you know, you're not going to beat me the whole match. And then Cross just kind of snapped and smashed his face into the ground. Yeah. But uh, other than that, no, it didn't do a whole lot for me. I wasn't happy that Balor didn't come out and paint. Like I said, I'm, I'm saying that's why he lost. I, I mean, I do like the fact that an elder statesman like Balor is putting over um, this young, at least in NXT, up and coming. Is Balor going to be in the releases this but, week then? Uh, you know, I hope not. He's not going back to the main roster, I hope. I hope not. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to see him anywhere. I just, think, I honestly think Finn Balor very much enjoys being in, in NXT. Yeah, I think he he seems to have fun there. He seems to like it there, and he he just fits so great that I I would be okay with him finishing out his career in NXT. That would be good. And he's not young. Not that he's old, but he's not young anymore. But I'm sorry, I saw what they did to Champa after he lost the championship. They're not going to have a lot for Balor going forward unless he's getting the title right back. I I wouldn't mind seeing him with a run in the uh, North American title. I mean, I know you can say it's a step down, but. Again, all like elder veterans as they go, almost all end up getting a, a TV or intercontinental title later on in their career. Honestly, I think we need O'Reilly versus Gargano for the North American title next. That, I think yeah, we need yeah. that before we need Balor versus Gargano for it. I don't know. Uh, 
Yeah, and all this match was positioned as the piss break match of the night, and I'm going to say that's what it was. Yeah, but that's for NXT for their championship match to be that. That yeah, just it, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't seem right, and I don't like that. I, I don't like it either. But that's what I'm saying. And and it was sandwiched between two very very good matches. So yeah, it's hard a not lot to call of build up between both of them. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Gar- did Gargano Brown. No, Gargano Bronson had no build up. My no, bad. No build up. I'm just up, making but, shit up. But it was, <laughs> I'm trying to sell it. it was Kyle really O'Reilly and Adam good. Cole had a lot of build up. Yeah. yeah. Gargano Bronson. <laughs> All that build up from night one. <laughs> oh boy. Almost 24 hours of build up. And like, yeah. is Scarlett Bordeaux ever going to wrestle or is she just going to be carrying crosses? valet i don't she just what if she just carried what if she's just carrying crosses like she just comes out with a bunch of crosses she should he should he should be dragging a cross to the ring every time he comes out right like crucified and dragging it behind him or something i don't know i don't know but you know i'm I'm pretty sure we're done with bray wyatt on the main roster once carrying cross gets there just because he's got the look vince likes even though he's not nearly as good as bray Right. Well, I'm I'm sitting here thinking, how old is Scarlett Bordeaux? Because man, Vince. I mean, you see it like with Mickey James and Gail Kim. He gets sick of them around like 25. Yeah, yeah. And God, she's been in the industry. I'd say, well over a decade, maybe, maybe not two decades. But God, she can't be young either. I'm going to look her up real quick because I'm... It's probably why she's not actively competing. That, and that could be. Well, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, maybe this is, like, the best thing for her. Maybe in WWE, you know, not only... What you're going to do is body, you're going to lead Karrion Cross out and lip sync this song. There you go. It's it's going to be the best. Um. Well, she's not old. <laughs> no! She's, she's 30. So for yeah. Vince, or yeah, for Vince, she's old. Trying to talk her into retirement. But she has been in the business for 20 years now. So, or for 10 years now, my bad, 10 years now. She's been in the business since she was 10 years old. She could have. <laughs> uh, she so seems, we she talk seems about... like she was because she's been everywhere, but. Yeah. Uh, we can't talk about it. Pasty is not part of the, the, the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, it's unsanctioned. We can't talk about it. Can't talk about it. Okay. So going on to WrestleMania night one. Oh, wait a second. That means Pacey's points don't count. Cha-ching! No, Shut up. <laughs> um, no, we of course, we got the unsanctioned match. Dude, what I, the fuck is up with their entrance songs? It sounds like each of them got half of the Undisputed Era theme, and neither of them are good. They're the I most guess, generic things I've ever heard in, in NXT, and it makes me real sad. I swear I'm like the only wrestling fan that just never pays attention to any of the entrance songs. I don't, I, I don't. Entrances are a big thing like. to me. It, it it amps me up for the match. Yeah, so. See, they're not for me. They're music they're is my life though. That's, that's it. Entrance songs are skipped for me. So I, so I, I guess I couldn't tell you. I don't know. It was, but dumb. I do know that I, out of the little bit of wrestling that I watched, considering how much was available, I watched this match twice. And they both came down to the ring like they would to the Undisputed Era song, but mm-hmm. neither of their beats matched up with the entrance. And so it was like really awkward. It started, <laughs> it made the match start weird for me. Cause it was so, like, I don't know. So we have this unsanctioned match, and Kyle O'Reilly defeated Adam Cole. And this was fucking awesome. Now, no, it's not awesome that Adam Cole lost. I was actually pissed. Yes, about it is. That. It is awesome that Adam Cole lost. 
But um, he needs to I, have a chip on his shoulder. But what I will say is, I swore that like flipping through Facebook one time, I seen something about Adam Cole beating Kyle O'Reilly at at Takeover. So this whole time I'm watching a match, knowing that Adam, <laughs> like just waiting for that time, like ah, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? And then Kyle O'Reilly won, and I was like, oh, so it's like a, a dusty finish, like they're gonna restart it or something. And then he didn't. I'm like, holy! So it really surprised me, <laughs> like. I was super surprised when O'Reilly won. It caught me out of nowhere because I I thought I knew Adam Cole was winning, not just because I wanted him to, but I thought the facts <laughs> showed that. Uh, awesome match. I mean, you just can't say enough. What they did with the chain, the different uh, uh, clotheslines and chokeholds, and uh, these guys worked over the body parts. They They made you feel like they... They probably should have bled a little bit. It's an unsanctioned match at their biggest show. You know, I, I was thinking that, too, about halfway through, but yeah. I'm not going to lie. About by Kyle the end O'Reilly of the match, and Balor broke each other's jaws. <laughs> Adam but, Cole and Kyle O'Reilly should have taken it at least to that level because this is a fucking blood feud. But by, by the end of the match, I completely forgot, like, there wasn't even any blood. Like, it, it felt so brutal that I, did. I didn't notice there wasn't blood. And, you know, you look at it, and I was thinking about it. This isn't really a very long built-up feud. Like, they've been together forever, but didn't he just turn on them at just the last takeover? Yeah, this is this is the first of a series, obviously. Yeah, so it's like, well, yeah, so it's like, yeah, I don't want him to put it all on the line, because I don't want this, I don't want it to be a one and done. Yeah. Uh, but, God, just awesome, awesome fucking match. I've got nothing but good things to say about it. I think uh I don't I don't know. They did a lot of really fun stuff, man. Yeah. My worry here is Adam though. Cole's about to get called up to the main roster. And I I'm really hoping he gets released this week instead. <laughs> you know, I want to see him stay in NXT, but and again, I know he's I've said done this, everything in NXT though. He, he's had he all has. the gold. So what I'm going to say is I've said this in the past and I've been proven wrong, but I could see Adam Cole being used appropriately in the main roster. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Loses the championship the first time. I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying I, I could see him, you know, making his, being the next Seth Rollins or something. I, I could see him. I yeah. don't know that they'll do it, but yeah. you know, if you ever had like, like Johnny Gargano, he he's not going to. If he gets up to the main roster, they're uh, never going to do anything with him. Well, it's because he's a baby face. You, you got to be a heel if you want to last. Right. And one thing Cole can do both very well. Actually, he can be a really good baby face. I prefer the ego heel, but oh, I do too. But it's you can't be big and only be able to do one. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to be able to do both. So. <clears throat> Good shit, and yeah, Pasty, this put Pasty at three and Mac at three at the end of night two of NXT Tied TakeOver. In. Tied up. Uh, Pasty, best match of the night? Uh, it's either O'Reilly at Cole or Gargano Reed. What are you going with? Gargano and Reed at, knew what they were supposed to do during their entrances, so I'm going to give it to that. <laughs> All right, and I'm they were both the, good matches, but I liked seeing somebody I didn't know really get the rub. I'm going with the unsanctioned. I just I was blown away by it. The fact that I watched it twice, 
watched it the first night that I watched, and then the the next day I watched it that morning because it was like too fucking good. Nice. All right, Pasty. Uh, what would you give this this NXT night two? What kind of grade would you give her? Uh, shit. Good A. Good ass, baby. Um, yeah, I gotta go with an A. Also, did we grade night one? Probably not. I don't think we did. We we were supposed to. I can check. If no, I checked. It's not written down. So, um, but I'm gonna say, I don't know. I'd give the the total between the two nights probably an A as well. Just yeah, I think that's just fair. an A, not an A plus, but yeah. So, all right. So that uh, brings us into. So now we're done with the good stuff. Now <laughs> there's there's a couple good things coming up. A little bit. Maybe a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, we get to see Tamina. Everybody was that's what everybody bought WrestleMania for. Exactly. Yep. Hey, buddy. Yes. WrestleMania 37 night one. Fucking rain delay for about an, was it an hour they had to put it off? Something like that. Yeah, they done fucked up and. <laughs> Almost got rained out. They were lucky that it cleared up when it did. Yeah, it was... no, I uh, came home early from my weekend, but I was still late enough that I missed the first couple matches. Right. It was supposed to start early, and it would have ended at a decent time with four hours. Instead, it started at their previous start time, so it went on to like 11, 30, 12 o'clock or something. Yeah. Um. I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't think I watched anything Saturday night. Did I, Pasty? Maybe I did. No, I think you watched Saturday night, but you didn't watch Sunday. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not you. No, I mean the night of. I know that I, I know that I watched WrestleMania night one, but I don't know that I watched any of it on Saturday night. Probably not if you were able to fast forward through the matches. Right. Oh, yeah. Good point. There you go. See, I was thinking. I was ahead of myself. Uh, we started out with the WWE Championship match, just blowing it off the roof right away. <laughs> First match of the weekend, <laughs> WWE Championship. We see Bobby uh, Lashley successfully defend his title against Drewster McIntyre. Yes. Punky Drewster, they call and him. And apparently Bobby Lashley's new lackeys are fucking Mace and T-Bar. Yeah, I've seen that. He with joined, the masks on. Yeah, he joined the... The what did they call themselves? What are they, they don't call themselves anything. They split up a pay per view ago or before oh. the last pay per view. Oh really? Retribution yeah. isn't even together anymore. Retribution's not together. Now. So they joined him and MVP with their masks. So which ones are? So which ones? T Bar and 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 Social. Uh, it's um, Dijakovic and uh. The one who ended up being a, a an announcer for a couple of weeks. I forget what his name is. Uh, that doesn't help me. Uh, yeah. Okay. The African-American feller. <clears throat> that doesn't help me. <laughs> Besides being very racist. I don't know. How is that racist? I put that through like four filters. There's fucking <laughs> a lot of African-Americans on WWE rosters. Not surprisingly. In, not, not in retribution. 
What? Nobody knows. I, I have no idea who's in retribution other than Mercedes Martinez, who was only in, was, was in there and then out right away. So, and I don't know what happened to her. And she was African-American and Hispanic. <laughs> well, Keith Lee's not wrestling. So she's out too. That's, that's what they do. You know, of course. Uh, I don't know. Wow. I tried to do a search for WWE Retribution to find out who the uh, people were, right? They're wiped out of existence. No. It, Dio it, Madden uh, is the name. Dio Madden. Oh, okay. Dio. Yeah. Um, it, no, but it, it auto-corrected me to WWA Retribution, which is a pay-per-view wrestling event. <laughs> wow. Still gave me some uh, some some wrestling. That surprised me. <laughs> We got old Jeff Jarrett up in there and Scott Steiner and Sting and Yeah. It's just Wasn't really weird that, that they got rid of Shelton Benjamin and um Alexander and they brought they gave them the retribution dudes. Yeah, it apparently the, apparently Benjamin and Alexander were just too small to be Lashley's teammates. I don't know. If Dijakovic and Madden lose the names and the masks, this could be good. But this retri- could be real good. Retribution was one of the, the best fucking things. My, or not Retribution. <laughs> Rewind. Hurt business. Hurt business was one of the best <laughs> things in WWE and one of the best things for all of those guys. Yeah. So it's so stupid that you split those guys up. I mean, basically, you took a great faction and a horrible faction, split them up, and hoped you'd make something vanilla out of it, I guess. but. You have to assume Ali's going to end up tag-teaming with Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander against these guys, right? Which, I mean, first of all, would That's make a, good a great pairing. tag team. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, yeah. but it's really they stupid how team. they built and destroyed two factions to try to get it right. Yeah, they really had a good thing at one time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't – that Dio Madden, has he ever done anything in WWE – in anything? I don't – he was on NXT, he was, and then uh, he was called up to be an announcer for a few weeks, and Vince liked him, but he wanted him to wrestle, and then he joined Retribution. Yeah, so he really hasn't done anything. He <laughs> yeah, he never up. fought on a takeover or anything. He was a quick mm-hmm. advancing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that, that Pasty, Pasty got a point with Bobby Lashley. Yeah, he um, did. It was a good, ma- very good match. They gave him 18 minutes, 20 seconds about the perfect amount of time. It wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. I can't imagine there was very many different maneuvers. Um, Well, I mean, no, but I think in a storytelling way, it really worked. Lashley, of course, was really going for the uh, hurt lock and, um, and was working over Drew's pecs and arms. And it's, you know, it w- I thought it was a really fun, entertaining match to watch. I-, I have nothing negative to say about it. They're two beasts that didn't have a big man match, but they didn't have a, a-, a fast spot fest or nothing. Yeah. It was slow, methodical in a good way, I think. And then they had bursts when they needed it. It does break it. my heart a little bit that this was the opening match of the weekend. Yeah. But I mean, if you're not going to maybe go on it was last... originally going to be though, and they had to switch it because of the rain delay to appease the crowd. You know, if you don't, if you're not going to go on last, you want to go on first, right? Yeah, I mean, a nice middle is good. 
middle's good, but first and last and first are are the ones that they have to have faith in you and that are going to get the most eyeballs, right? Yeah, yeah. So it works, I guess. I know doing concerts, I would much rather be in the middle towards the end. But if there's if everybody's like, I don't know, I don't want to open. I'm like, fuck, just put me up there, whatever. Right. Yeah. Got to set it off right, and you can't trust most people to do that. That's all that I'm trying to say. True. And then we very get into the number one tag team turmoil match where Natalia and Tamina won by eliminating the Riot Squids. Yeah. Um. Neither yeah, one the, of us wanted this. The, big, <laughs> the biggest news to come out of this was fucking Dana Brooks' nipple. So... <laughs> Mandy Rose slipping. I guess they both slipped, though, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's good pasty. Yeah, like Why didn't they? They they totally made fun of Mandy Rose slipping. They should have definitely made fun of both of it on Raw. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Peacock wanted them to. Be yeah, probably. <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, but they did make they did make uh, Nia Jack slip on Raw. To make it all better for Mandy Rose. Oh, I, I will say one thing, though, with uh, the, the positives and negatives of Peacock or whatever. I know I didn't watch it live, but, man, I had no buffering, no kicking me out. no, I had no technical errors at all in anything I watched on yeah. Peacock for WWE. I think I think there's a clearer picture with Peacock than there was with WWE Network, too. I think there is. Especially streaming live. So, yeah, so I will give them that. There there are negatives to it, but, man, that's one thing. WWE, you could almost always can re- rely on at least one time. Either. My beef with Peacock is they have almost all the American Pie movies, but they don't have them all. They have all the legit ones, don't uh, they? I think they're missing the second one. They No, they have American Pie. Oh, I know they have American Pie, American Wedding, right? Yeah, and American Reunion. Do they have Reunion? Okay, yeah. they don't have the second one? Yeah, I don't think they have the second one. But they do have a couple of the offshoot ones. Yeah. That that the only thing they have in common is Stifler. Eugene Levy and somebody named Stifler that yep. is related allegedly to Stifler. <laughs> um, yeah, American <laughs> Pie became the new National Lampoon where they just sold the name to movies that couldn't get the green light without it. Yep. But somebody's got to do it. And um, that's our review of the Tag Team Turmoil. that brings us to um another a damn good match cesaro versus seth rollins and when i got home this match was just ending and i saw that cesaro beat him i was 11 minutes 35 seconds this match would have been amazing at like 1635 or even maybe 1435 I think they could have used a little bit more time, but again, the rain delay, who knows how much that fucked every and anything up. My thing is that Cesaro's finally getting a shot, and he's facing Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, and then he just kind of does the greatest hits and the spinny moves, and Cesaro can do so much more than spinny moves, I wish he wouldn't do spinny moves. He broke his record, though, on spins. Oh my god, he does that every time. 24. I can't spin around 24 times not holding anything. I'll just die. Still, he's got the, the, the that move means he has the goofiest gimmick in WWE, and it's really sad to me. He, but at least he's getting TV time, bro. I mean, at least he's winning. Yeah. He's on WrestleMania winning against Seth Rollins. But I he mean, could be so much better than that. 
I well, no, he. I, I don't think he can. Not in WWE. I think this is the best he's getting in WWE. Well, yeah, because Vince has a, locked him into that role. Yeah, he could be a monster in in Impact. He could be a monster in MLW. Yeah. Um, I, he'd be mid-card probably in AEW. I ain't Thing is, lie. is he's totally content to just but do this shit in WWE forever. I think he's he is. Never going and for anywhere. that paycheck, why not? I would love to see him anywhere else, though, and hopefully never see him spin another person again, because God damn, that's just, it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. It's I'm surprised stupid, the person he's spinning isn't going, wee! <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> He should do it to the feet or to Bray Wyatt and Bray should do that. That'd be fun. It is kind of impressive when he does the no hands airplane spin though. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. Um, but it, it um, is all, all impressive due to, you know, how not huge he is that he can do this, but it's yeah, he's just, not huge, but if, if you're going by just muscle, yeah, the man's pound, bigger than a pound lot for of pound, people. He is the strongest guy on the road. He's roster. like just nothing but muscle. It's yeah. insane. Totally He's got insane. a good butt muscle too. The glutes. Uh, then, congratulations, uh, Cesaro, on a WrestleMania win. I don't have anything else to say about this. No, match. but he deserves it. They both <laughs> did good, and good for Rollins for putting him over. Mm-hmm. That's that's all. I think that's all Rollins is doing anymore. I oh no, he's got one more run with yeah. one of the top titles for sure. That's not even a question. We'll see. Then we had the Raw Tag Team Championships match. AJ Styles and almost defeating the New Day, who are the 11-time champions at this point, which is just excessive. 11, that's 11-time with an asterisk. Because <laughs> their last championship, they didn't win. They just traded it behind the scenes. Right, yep, yep. They're still 10-time champions in my <laughs> eyes, fuckers. Can't pull the wool over me. Uh... That this was, was the worst thing ever. this was a good match. The new day taking AJ Styles and keeping him away from Omos for the most part and talking a lot of shit, and it was just fun. And then Omos got in and he did big guy stuff and destroyed the new day and pinned him with one foot. And so basically, it seems like we've seen two matches in a row that basically told the same story, which is Seth Rollins is is done enough in his career that he's going to put Cesaro over on Mania. AJ Styles has done enough in his career that he's going to make almost look good at WrestleMania. Yeah. Right? Yep. And I feel like AJ Styles and, and and Rollins are in the same boat where they're not they're not being used to their fullest potential. They're just being used as guys who were champions who can make people look good, which well, is okay. I, it's yeah, okay. I think they're at that level where they don't need championships right now. You know, whenever whenever you need to throw them in there, yeah, you can throw them in at any time against anybody, and nobody will be like. It's just how long stupid. before they become a Dolph Ziggler? You know, that's that's my. Oh, never. Dolph I'm, Ziggler's I'm never gotten half skeptical. to that big. Yes, Dolph has is. never been half as big as Rollins and AJ. Jeez, you haven't seen all their penises. <laughs> just Rollins. Yeah, but what about Batista? <laughs> well, you can't beat that. Well, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Drax the Destroyer. Oh, so with this win, after uh, the tie of Cesaro and Seth Rollins, pasty, we're at 2-2 two, two for WrestleMania 37. I ended up neck and neck, and it doesn't break from here. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah, I like next- last week, we were like, there's no way this is coming down. <laughs> I know, right? We specifically <laughs> said... 
<laughs> it's like it's four nights. Well, let's just let's just say the combination of the of all the nights because there's no way it's going to come down to a tie. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh boy. So then we had fucking a cage match with Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon, and it was like Shane trying to do his greatest hits. He did a Except cool flip off the very top of the cage, which is something I've wished he would do for the longest time. But well, yeah, kind of, but it's like. It wasn't near as spectacular as like his last three bumps that he did mm-hmm. or four. So it's like, man, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I don't think Shane should always up Trump his shit. He needs to just stop. It doesn't. Then, also, like, it also doesn't help that I've seen so many cage matches that the cage comes down and I notice all the things that are different about it. So I'm right. like, oh, and then got- he did a, he did a coast to coast. But of course, at his age now, Braun Strowman was like halfway over. Like he wasn't even close to the corner. I don't think he even Shane made contact with Braun because they had the camera on behind Braun's Braun. face. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. he could have landed anywhere and it would have so looked it's like, like it. uh, and um, and then you <laughs> like you mentioned, you seen the uh, there were these burlap sacks up there, and it's like I thought it was buckets of green paint or, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it buckets or something? They had yeah, it was like there. it was no, it was like burlap. Okay containers yeah of sorts and you're like well what's what's going to be in there well my first thoughts was thumbtacks and your first thought was slime and it's like well slime would have made sense it was a toolbox tool <laughs> <laughs> okay and they didn't even do anything cool with it no just hit like, brown on the head with it yeah it wasn't like he didn't took open out some it really up cool and take out yeah a tool that was in there nothing it was just showing yeah, it was because everybody knows when you're working when you're working on a cage, Pacey, you keep your toolbox up in the top corner uh, to keep it away from the wild animals at night when you're sleeping. Yep, and then the top of the cage structure also had metal plating on it because they knew Braun was going to have to try to stand up there. Yeah, and and Shane ended up using that as a weapon too, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, the 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 sheet I metal also thing like- was. Shane having Shane having them attack him with chairs before he got in the ring, you know, just because it makes it easier for Shane. The only thing about the sheet metal thing, and it's and it's not even a, it's it's a nothing. It's this is me being nitpicky, and it's it's not actually a negative. But like anybody who's worked with sheet metal, immediately looked at that and seen Seth or uh, uh, Shane holding it with his bare hands, and was like, "Oh, that's fake sheet metal." Right. Yeah, <laughs> he would have he would have sliced his fingers off. <laughs> There's no way he's holding that shit with his bare hands. So it's like, uh, but that's, again, that's just me being nitpicky. And if you've yeah. never really handled shit. It was a little on the thick end, though, too. So I don't think it would necessarily cut his hands. But, yeah, it would have hurt him a lot. Just even yeah. hitting him with it because of just the, yeah. the digging in of the skin. It was it was a good, um, it was it was a solid piece of plastic that had, you know, some really good spray paint painting on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to say, I'm I'm guilty of enjoying Shane's crawling down the outside of the cage and Braun catches his hand and climbs up and rips the cage open and pulls Shane back in. That that popped me a little bit. Yeah, that was good. You don't see that a lot. It's been done before, but you don't see it a lot. I, I wanted what I thought was going to happen, which. I don't know if it would have been better or worse. Shane winning probably wouldn't have been good, but I wanted to see Braun like yank his arm down through the hole and then like Shane fall to the ground and win, but only yeah. win because, you know. But yeah, as soon as he stuck his hand in there to wave goodbye, everybody knew what was happening. It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, we could, we've watched pro wrestling before. <laughs> yeah, WrestleMania was a lot like Godzilla versus Kong. 
You, you've seen it before. I've seen a few things before. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I enjoyed Kongzilla better. It was, it, I, 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 yeah, it's a guilty thing. I feel real guilty that I didn't dislike that movie more because I've seen it all happen a million times. Right. I know I, the one person I watched it with was a younger person who I don't think has seen any of the original originals. He's like, there was a lot of real cheesy stuff in there. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like the fighting on the boat. And he, yeah, and he, and he didn't like it. And I was like, no, man, Godzilla and King Kong both have always been cheesy. It like, used to just be people playing with toys. Yeah, it's fucking, yeah, it's cheesy. We lo- I love the cheese of it. Mm. You know, the fucking, the bad, <laughs> spoiler alert, now you're going to give a big spoiler, but. Why you did you fucking- say Martha? <laughs> When you see Kong just fucking going to battle with a fucking tomahawk, that's cheesy. But <laughs> yeah. goddamn, if you don't love that, you're fucking, you have a problem. Rip the fucking creature in half and slurp down all the juices. That was my favorite. Oh, that was so great. The only thing is, the only thing about that, I wish when he, um, oh, spoiler alert, folks, because this is a big, This what I'm about to say is a huge spoiler, so skip ahead one minute. Don't worry about it. It's not that bad. You're not um, missing much. If you've seen movies, you've seen when it. When I, uh, no, but this, you know, he ripped the, the head off that monster and drank his entrails and shit. When he ripped the head off of Mechagodzilla, I wanted him to try to drink yeah, the wires and shit. And he didn't. And I was like, God damn. I wanted to see him do it and then be like bummed. You know what I mean? They sure beat Mechagodzilla way too fucking fast for my entertainment. Well, they sure as hell shouldn't have had Mechagodzilla in the first movie. No, but it's a versus movie. So you got to have them come together to face one strong I foe know, in the I end. Know, I know. But they should have at least, I feel like they should have had the guy controlling Mechagodzilla in this movie, and then they destroy him, but he short circuits, and then you got Mechagodzilla for another movie down the road. But you made him and killed him in 20 minutes, and that was stupid. And then just all the human roles just there for convenience. Oh, yeah. Especially the B-plot. The B-plot, how they're like, oh, we're going to go investigate this base. Oops, we wound up in a container. Now we're going to Japan. Yeah, and nobody kills them. (laughs) There's no guards. Yeah, they get out of this super secret tunnel thing, and they get out, and there's no guards. They just run into the bad guy who delivers some exposition and then gets killed. showed that there were living (laughs) beings in that, and yeah, it's, it's it. It, it, I love all that though. I mean, like that doesn't bother me, but I can see how people who maybe haven't watched any of this shit it would bother them. <laughs> if um, you're just tuning in, welcome <laughs> to Beef Sticks Podcast, Godzilla versus Kong <laughs> review. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, I was gonna say something when you were talking about the <coughs> the I B plot stuff. I'm say. sorry. I know. No, it's okay. It was it was something about something at one. Oh no, the only thing I was gonna say. One thing I did love about this, they made Mecha Godzilla a real mech. I yeah. was like, that's cool. Yep. I was like, oh shit, he's a mech. He's he not looked, a mech. He's a he looked kind of janky, but it makes sense if he's a man-made robot that he's exactly. not going to super badass. Oh, the other real cheesy thing that, again, is super Godzilla and King Kong. It's like, if you have all this money, power, and technology to make a Mecha Godzilla, why didn't you just make like 20 of those laser cannons that's in his mouth and just kill all these monsters? <laughs> right, yeah. Just shoot him one time. You <laughs> Put him on helicopters. You, th- you could say you thought it was a taser. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would question you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, all this technology, all you have to build is the laser. You don't have to build yeah. the fucking lizard-looking thing. Oh, such such a great movie though. I watched it in theaters. It's it's one of those movies. I think it, it probably changes a little bit when it's in the theater when you got the big booming sound and the giant screen. Yeah, 
probably a little more enjoyable. But I watched it in theaters and I watched it at home afterwards. I've watched it twice and I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I love Millie Bobby Brown in this. I loved her in. Did you have you watched any of the three before this? No, this was my first one. You you should go back and watch those three. You don't have to. You don't miss anything. There's no. Uh, I'm going to skip the first Godzilla point. because I know they don't even really show Godzilla very much, and so. Um, I wouldn't say they don't show Godzilla that much, but I didn't care for the first Godzilla. Watch Kong Skull Island. I'd watch it for Brian Cranston, but they kill him off really early in the movie, and so it's, like, pointless. Yeah, I read that, too, but they kill him off halfway through the movie, which I don't know if it's pointless, pointless. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the biggest star of the movie, so you kill him off so we can never have Godzilla is, damn it. (laughs) No, Kong Skull Island is just fucking... That has the best story, like, out of all of them. Best character development, (laughs) best story. Watch Kong Skull Island. And then, of course, Godzilla King of Monsters. Is a lot like Godzilla versus King Kong. It's just action from the beginning to mm-hmm. the end. It's it's what you want. You don't. Don't they burn the through like three major kaiju in that movie too? Oh f- fuck yeah! God, I hate that. I yeah. hate that so much. That's my least favorite thing about these high action fucking superhero movies and shit. It's right. It's why do you? No, I agree. They're only <sighs> they're only three. They're only three Godzilla movies in, and we've already take. I mean. There's an infinite amount of kaiju, really, but we've already seen Mechagodzilla, and again, no spoilers, but we've already seen huge names yeah. that could be their own movies, you know. Yeah. Come and go, so. Uh, where are we at now? <laughs> and that was Braun Strowman, Shane McMahon. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on record and say. Putting into consideration what <laughs> That's we, why we talked about it, though, because I enjoyed this match more than I should have, just like Godzilla versus Kong. See, and you did, and I'm the exact opposite. I'm going to, even taking into account, like, how much we've grown throughout the years, I'm going to say this may be the worst cage match I've ever watched. Um, there probably are worse ones, but in 2021, I don't think we should have one this bad after yeah. we've learned so much. So... I really, I this one I gave a big thumbs down, which I'm kind of sad about. This Ness match was fucking awesome, and I loved it. And I missed it, and I, I didn't, didn't want to go it? back. No, oh I my did want to go back and watch this, this one. I need um, you to watch I, this, because... I, w- I will. You're, you're going to want to, like, bow down to Miz and Morrison for being the best bad guys in the world, because they made Bad Bunny look so fucking good. Of course, we're talking about the tag match. Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, defeating Miz and Morrison, and Bad Bunny looked like a fucking star the whole time but that's because he did a bunch of moves where the second guy is doing all the work right uh, well, that's wrestling he did he did a top rope ddt on miz and when miz caught him in his hands he raised his legs up almost vertical in the air before spiking his own head into the mat <laughs> that's awesome he did a canadian destroyer on morrison and morrison fucking flipped him like a motherfucker it was so good Oh, you gotta love the fact that the Canadian Destroyer is such a fucking it, nothing move that I want to see somebody do a Canadian Destroyer with JR. <laughs> Sassafras. <laughs> oh, barbecue sauce just flies everywhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I do want to see this because uh, even though obviously Miz and Morrison and Damien helped a lot, uh-huh. Bad Bunny must be good enough to. Yeah. To not embarrass himself. He made it believable. I want to see Bad Bunny versus Pat McAfee. I've seen seen plenty of things online saying it's sad that Bad Bunny is better than Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. (laughs) One thing I'm going to say is 
You could definitely see some disappointment on Damien Priest's face when he got a normal entrance and Bad Bunny got this huge over-the-top entrance that, like, went on for minutes. (laughs) It was him riding on top of a fucking semi into the arena, and it went on for a very long time. And when it cut back to Priest, I swear to God, he was rolling his eyes. (laughs) He probably was, but let's be honest. Bad Bunny is, like, an international fucking superstar. Damien Priest... Is somebody that not even everybody who watches WWE knows who he is. Bad Bunny fucking broke Ticketmaster this week. Did he? When when tickets for his tour went out. That doesn't surprise me. He's he's a fucking international phenomenon. I swear that only I'm a fan now after WrestleMania. I'm I'm definitely a fan. Yeah, but his music is good too. Yeah, I know. I've been listening to it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, Wrestling I, I just, got him just, over for me. Oh, I thought you just meant that just watching him <laughs> made you a fan of his. It's like, no, he's got good music. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I saw the fucking Booker T music video the day it released, like well before he was doing anything with WWE. Yeah. But only because Booker T was in the video, and I'm like, oh, I should watch that. And then I'm like, this song isn't <laughs> about Booker T as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, we got to run Bad Bunny lyrics through Google Translate a bunch of times sometime. That'd be fun. We'll call it Bad Funny. Bad Funny. I like it. I like it, actually. (laughs) Uh, Anything more to talk about as far as this actual match? Nah, just, just Bad Bunny looked great, but all the fucking props in the world go to Miz and Morrison on this one because they made it happen. Like, they... You know, Miz is always, we've always talked about how Miz is such a great giving heel. And to me, this is, is his best work he's ever done. Wow, that does say a lot. Yeah. And Miz and Morrison got some good offense in, in between. But oh, it was definitely just waiting for Bad Bunny to do the next crazy thing. And it was fun. Which is how he should be used, I yep. suppose. Yep. He didn't do a Snoop Dogg frog splash. So. <laughs> That's that's uh, kind of like that's my bar now. For right. If you're gonna be a celebrity and in wrestling, Shaq went over that bar. <laughs> you gotta get over the Snoop Dogg frog splash. <laughs> the Snoop Dogg jump down and slightly go to your knees, potentially uh, injuring somebody because you didn't even land in the right spot. So then we have the main event of night one: SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca Belair defeated a. The incoming champion, Sasha Banks. Uh, I have only one complaint about this match. Um, and the only complaint I have is that up until they start, the whole time they were wrestling, Bianca Belair looked like a fucking main eventer who belonged there. Yeah. But God damn it, when they're standing in the middle of the ring and Bianca Belair crying is and crying smiling at each and other. All, yeah, it's like... And Sasha, you know, you could see her smile a little bit, but she was holding her face and she was trying to be professional about it. And Bianca's just sitting there. I was like, I don't like this. You don't That's where like Vince should maybe right uh, take, a, take, a, take a note here and probably not push NXT people the same year they come up. Yeah, it's like this. Give them some time to adjust to this. No, you had her for less than a year on the main roster. Now she's main eventing a night at WrestleMania in front of fans for the first time in over a year. and. Yeah. yeah, you can't expect her to not break. Yeah, I'd I don't, break. Yeah, I don't blame her for being overwhelmed at, at all. Plus, it's the first. I mean, of course, She's WWE never, in their first, but this is the first women's main of African American women's main event at any pay per view in WWE, but WrestleMania in particular. Correct. It's big. It's good. 
Hell, you know what? I don't know. I'd have to put some work, some uh, research in it. This may be the only African American main event in WrestleMania history. Yeah, I'd have to look, but I know there couldn't be a whole lot that are just to, you know all right. African American. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Main event. Fuck. <clears throat> uh great, great match. Um, you know, I think I seen one uh, kind of slip up that was real noticeable. I seen online a lot of people dogging a lot of botches and i just did not see them and maybe i think there was a couple that i noticed but but i wasn't i wasn't giving them any flack for it yeah i didn't notice a whole lot and i will say one thing holy shit at the at the end of the fucking match when bianca belair whipped her with her fucking hair and they added the sound effect well yeah they did add the sound effect (laughs) her hair is too wide to make that noise but when you look at sasha her hair whipped the fuck out of her because there's a giant welt i'm pretty sure that was a sharpie that was because it wasn't a sharpie the the welt was not as wide as the hair the welt was as wide as a like if you hit her with a bull it's the tip of the hair that hits her though i don't know there was a welt that was about fucking seven inches long her side was hit with pretty thick portion of the hair it wasn't the tip the tip wrapped around her maybe back. i'd have to go back i've only watched it one time but man to me it looked like a, an actual it was good it was... it was good it was a little over the top but hey this is the company that pipes train noises over braun Strowman running around the outside of the ring now so <laughs> <sighs> sad yeah but I she's gonna have to be in a hair wrong. versus hair match soon you know that right i hope not she's gonna lose that hair Ben thing gonna let her keep it forever I hope not. I honestly, it'll probably who, be her who next. Is it that they, who is it that they wanted to shave her hair just recently? Um. Okay. I don't remember either. But I don't know. There was news out that they wanted somebody who's to change their gimmick a little bit and shave their hair or something. I don't remember who it was. I don't know. So we tied WrestleMania night one at five and five on a seven match card. That's not fucking bad, Fat Mac. No, that's that's hard to do on purpose. This was a good match, though. Uh, probably my favorite match of the night. No, not probably. Definitely my favorite match of the night. With Bad um, Bunny and Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison as my second. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think uh, best match of the night is the, the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, what would you give a grade? Could, could for- be the best match of the weekend, actually. Could be. Uh, what would you give for a, a grade for night <coughs> one WrestleMania? Um, I didn't get to watch it all, so I can't really give a solid grade, but I'll guess I'll say B plus. That might be a little giving. I'm going to say just the fact, just the fact that they couldn't convince me to watch all of it and and stuff I didn't watch, I know I didn't need to watch. I'll give it a B minus. Or yeah, yeah, I'm gonna give it a B minus. Okay, fair enough. Because I thought so B plus was it, a little yeah. So that makes it a B on average. Good. <clears throat> then we have WrestleMania 37 Night Two, kicking shit off hardcore with a grudge match between Randy Orton and the Fiend coming in at five minutes and fifty seconds. Of pretty not good entertainment, and the fans were very mad, and there was lots of booing, and nobody got a point because Randy Orton and his white little underwear won. Yes, they call them Fruit of the Loom. 
I'm sure anybody listening to this has either seen it or fucking watched highlights to know what happened. I don't even really want to talk about it. It wasn't I good. I was the only person who had never seen or heard anything about what happened. And I explained it to you today. before the show. Yep, <laughs> yeah. I, I explained it to you so, before the show, and I don't want to talk about nope. it again. So it's good. We can we can skip <laughs> on that. Uh, gave us a zero zero as you said. Moving on, we got the Women's Tag Championship. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. They kept their titles against the uh, winners of last night's, at that time, um, Turmoil title topple Talia and Tamina <laughs> in a, in a slobber not 14 minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, yeah, it was kind of long. Was it good though? I didn't pay a whole lot of attention because the team I wanted to win didn't. Yes. So it was who wants to see Natalia and Tamina in a fucking WrestleMania match. Not, not me. Only Vince, I guess. Well, you want to see them win the titles and fucking be in every rest or every pay per view going forward? No, I wanted that maybe ten years ago. Now I don't give a fuck. Well, you voted for them and you lost. No, I voted for whoever won the turmoil, which was the <laughs> uh, Lana and what the Dana. Fuck? Yeah, no. <laughs> who the fuck is Lana? Well, who is Dana with? Dana's with Mandy Rose. Oh, Lana, Lana is with? with Naomi. Oh, okay. That's a weird pairing, Lana and Naomi. Yeah, well, it's because they're the nice they're girls of the division, I guess. I don't know. It's uh, stupid. All right. Anyways, Nia Jackson, Shayna, they're beasts. They're, they're awesome with the championships. I like it. Yeah, my hole. Your hole. <laughs> then we had Kevin Owens defeating Sami Zayn with Logan Paul in under 10 minutes. Yeah, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn got under 10 minutes. Um, you know what? I, I could have had zero minutes with that guy. I won't say his name on there. Yeah, well, you wrote his name in there this week, and I read I what know, I know, you shouldn't. I just copied and pasted. You are supposed to name redacted, retracted, uh, rejected. Redacted. Well, the screen is black right now. There you go. <laughs> so that should clear things up, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, so I, I didn't watch this, uh, but the, yeah, you would think these two. So what did, what did the person we don't even want to talk about was the, how, how did he fit into this? He in sat the with the announcers and said a few words, but not very many. Cause he doesn't know a lot about wrestling. Maybe. Stupid. And then he's actually, uh, he's actually a big fan of wrestling. Oh, he's a big fan of WWE. He didn't come off as he had much to say about it. <laughs> That's good. He's but, like, uh, maybe they won't bring him back. Yeah, no, uh, Sami Zayn did a really cool slam on Kevin Owens on the hardest part of the ring, you know, because that callback. It's the hardest part of the ring. And uh, Kevin Owens kicked his ass a bunch, and then Kevin Owens won, and then Voldemort climbed in the ring, and Sammy's like, what are you doing? You were supposed to be my guest. And then he goes to Kevin Owens, and he tries to raise his hand, and then Kevin Owens is like, wait, I'm stone cold. You just touched me. And the whole he crowd stopped. starts going, yes, yes, yes. And then he, yes, stunned him. Good shit. No, Kevin Owens can have the stunner, but he doesn't have to be stone cold. Well, no, but I like him. Anytime that this I don't want to have the stunner gets... if he has to be stone cold. I don't oh, want I just, I just wanted this dipshit to get beat up at the end. Yeah. That's all I wanted. Stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. Kevin Owens needs to be fired this week, too, if you're listening, Vince. 
Ace just wants them to fucking fire everybody. Please. I don't like the way you're using my fat boys, at the very least. Right. <clears throat> Let all the fat boys go. Well, fat boy, up next we got United States Championship match. Sheamus meet Riddle in a match that I need to go back and watch. Ten minutes, 50 seconds. Uh, these are two hard-hitting, stiff individuals. How and they were stiff basically? and hard-hitting the whole match, dude. It was a lot of fun. This is my second favorite match of the night. Maybe nice. even my favorite, but the, the main event was still pretty good. Uh, just stiff, hard-hitting. Sheamus looked real good. I'm glad Sheamus is looking good again because he's a solid guy. He hasn't been used right most of his career, but He's got this. Just let him be Finley and love to fight and let him be stiff. And this is good. My favorite part, though, came at the finish when Riddle was doing a springboard moonsault off the middle rope. And he's in mid-flip. His feet are in the air. His head's aiming towards the ring. Fucking Sheamus is like, oh, no, you don't. Goes for a brogue kick. Toes right to the mouth. Bust Matt Riddle's mouth open. I'm surprised he didn't lose teeth. There was way more contact there than there should have been. And it was fucking awesome because I don't like Matt Riddle and it was great to watch. Yeah, this is uh this match I'm gonna go back and watch. There's three matches that I want to go back and watch of this night. Is it the and, three matches I told you to watch? Uh no. No, it's not, because because the, uh, the one match which we're gonna get to up next. Well, sh- I mean, should we go to that? Do you have any more to talk about this? No, no, that's good. That's good. It was it's a good match. It's tied us up two to two. Yes, you it got did. a point on this one, two to two now, and of night two. And, and then there was the match. You go ahead and say Yeah, it's a Nigerian match. drum fight for the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship match. Apollo <clears throat> Cruz defeated Big E. The only reason I even want to see this is just because I don't know what the fuck a Nigerian drum fight is. So there was so no... you're going to explain it to me, and yes. I'm not going to have to watch it. It was a hardcore match. There was some drums at the ringside, but they didn't even really get used. This is mostly a fight with kendo sticks. But like, was this like, were these like Nigerian drums, or are we talking about like... I mean, if you like, mean like a green bongo, like if drums. a green bongo is a Nigerian bongo, I guess they're just bongos that were green... I don't know. Wale played Biggie's entrance theme. Apollo Crews didn't have a very cool entrance. Um, They should have had um, Animal of the Muppets bust up the drum. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) That's a celebrity I want to see, baby. Let's see Animal out there and Dr. Teeth and the whole electric mayhem. I would fucking get down with that. Yeah. I'd shit on it if any other company did it. If WWE <laughs> did it, I'd actually probably be down with it. They can do that. Uh, Wale made an appearance, so huh? That's awesome. Yep, yep. He did Biggie's theme song. Uh, overall, this was a it was a pretty goddamn solid match. Uh, At least seven minutes. Biggie worth, huh? looked really good the whole time. Apollo Cruz looked really good the whole time. I think with a lot of people, I think they announced the Nigerian drum fight and they were going to do a lot more with it. And then the internet like was probably very loud about it, which they have the right to be, I think, because this is kind of, it's a weird, it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. This is a cultural appropriation. Like they're, yeah. Apollo Cruz. 
At if least with made, Kofi, he had the Jamaican accent first, and then yeah, and then they they knew it was bad and they took it away. This to me is just is not okay. I mean, but is it okay if he's got ancestors from Nigeria? I don't know if he does. That's the thing. But like, if he does, then is it not bad? That's where I'm. It's well, weird. Let it's me see this. We we know that he doesn't speak with that accent, and so yes, it's. I think it is. I think it's still wrong. I, that's that's my personal opinion. Now, and to be fair, if you were going to have him do this gimmick, then fucking you should have brought him in with his original fucking name, Uha Nation. Because I could see Uha Nation doing this. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Like, like, yeah, that's like, that's Uha Nation, you know? It's not Apollo Cruz. That's not Apollo Cruz. Apollo <laughs> Cruz should be like a fucking boxer. I'm We've assuming Vince heard Uha Nation. He's like, that's got to be your faction. <laughs> that can't well, be your got, name. He got that, I believe, in fucking um, football. I think he started out in football. And uh, I don't remember. I, I had heard him tell the story one time about it on a podcast about how he got the name Uha Nation. And I honestly. I don't remember how it was, but I thought he said like something with playing college football or something. I don't know. Yeah, the closest thing to playing the drums is they used a gong in place of like a chair shot spot. That's racist. Uh, it's racist because Oscar was coming out now. <laughs> I hope she was pissed about it. I hope they didn't use that as her fucking call to come out. For the most part, though, I'd say this match is is it's worth watching because it was better than you would anticipate. It's not very long, so it's not going to hurt you to watch it. Right. And they really beat the fuck out of each other with kendo sticks till they disintegrated. Which is cool, too, because you don't think of Apollo or Big E being really street fighting tough weapons guys. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of neat to see a different side of them. You know, I, I, I might squeeze this seven minute match in. We'll see. And then and then um, Big E was looking like he was going to win. And then Dabakato came out in a mili- militia uniform. And he's like Apollo Cruz's dude now. So Apollo Cruz has a giant. Oh, oh, isn't that prepare um, for Apollo Cruz? Is and, that the raw underground guy? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, I just did a little research here, Pasty, and he is of Nigerian descent, and his okay. father is actually from Van Dykia, Buenos State, in the Middle Belt region of Nigeria. Then why can't he do the accent better? Because um, he slips into Jamaican like a well, lot. He he's he's not he he was he's yeah. But you, you gotta assume he'd been around his father's voice. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't my, know. My great grandmother came over from Latvia when she was in her thirties, and when I knew her, she was in her eighties, and she still had the thick ass accent. It never went anywhere. Yeah, but I know. I know people i grew up with whose parents were from mexico and and couldn't barely speak any english and didn't have much of a mexican accent at all and and couldn't speak much hispanic so yeah i guess it depends i i don't know but i know he was born in he was born in california so he's a california boy well i i Um, guess at least his father came from nigeria and auburn university so that's probably where he got the Uh name but yeah i mean it's it's i guess it's less horrible 
But you, I think it's still to me it's insulting because yeah. he didn't have the accent before. Now he has it, and it's like, and, and this is the gimmick a, that's gonna get him over in Vince's eyes. I think that's where the problem is because right. it's like he wasn't good enough before, but you give him a fucking spear and an accent, and he was his name. He started out wrestling as Uha Nation. Like if this is what you've seen him as, you should have kept Uha Nation. Yeah, that's a that's a powerful. African name, you know what I mean? Not that I know anybody from Africa named Uha. I'm just saying, and, and if I remember right, the story goes like before he'd uh, he'd go into the huddle or after the huddle, he'd go Uha, like it's not even an African name; it's just like a pump, right? Yeah. But, um, but it's like, yeah, you change his name to Apollo Cruz, you you turn him into this thing, and then. Then you then you change him completely into something that would have been better as Uha. Right. <laughs> oh, Vince, come on, man. It's it's a weird place, and I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel about it. But that is true. I I dislike it, though. I can say I can say I dislike it. Then we have the uh, oh, and 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 I I actually picked up a point here, Pacey. So now I'm up. Yes, you're up. Three, two, two to three. Well, three. Uh, two, Raw yeah. Women's Championship. Asuka actually lost because Rhea Ripley was ready for Asuka. She was. I didn't think WWE was ready for Rhea Ripley, to be honest. That's where I was at with this. It's the year of calling up NXT people and giving them the push too soon. Calling out names. You know Rhea's just going to lose it to Charlotte now. <sighs> she she had more plastic Charlotte came back too, on. Yeah, she looks real she smooth. She looks very different. Very, she looks very, very smooth. She looks very smooth. <laughs> she looks plastic, you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did not like that she came back. Uh, she Again, Charlotte is like, Charlotte's a great, like, upper mid-card person. And I even wouldn't shit on her for being in the main event if she didn't main event everything and if she didn't have... Somebody said like she already has eleven championships. Yeah, eleven championships. So she's Holy two behind. Shit. She's just a few away from beating her dad's record, and she's not yeah. even that far into her career. And you can say yes, titles do change a lot more than they did back then, but nobody else is at eleven. Uh, new that day. Have been there longer new, than her. New, no, new, new day. Well, oh, I, I, okay, women, women. <laughs> None of the other women wrestlers are yeah, are even yeah. close to that, and they've been, and a lot have been there longer than her. So yeah. Natalia's yeah. had it what one time once. maybe? <laughs> yeah, she had it once, and it was like two months or something. And I think that was just like right after her dad died or something. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, we, we she wanted it from to Charlotte that. too. So, yeah, I, you're right. Rio's gonna lose to Charlotte, and it's stupid. And it is now. Now I'm upset, especially I, since she already lost the NXT Women's Championship to Charlotte. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's who Charlotte won it from was yep. all. That's not cool. <laughs> She's I hope fucked. That doesn't happen. She's fucked, dude. I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, Rhea's not my favorite woman in all of WWE, but WWE has some of the best, some of the most amazing women in wrestling right now. There's no doubt about it. Rhea's, Rhea is super talented, though, and I don't think she deserves to be shit on multiple times. Yeah, no. But she's going to be. She will. That's why you put the belt on a rookie right away. But this is one of the matches that I that I really want to watch because I can see these two really going at it. It they're, was good. I don't think Oscar got the green mist off in this one. Really? Yeah. That's all right. She doesn't have to. She doesn't have to hit that racist mark every time. 
<laughs> well, at least she's not spitting salt. I don't think they ever spit salt. <laughs> <laughs> the the only move we're after they hit it, they can't fucking get a pinfall because they got to quick get a drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> they start licking the sweat off their opponent's face. <laughs> ah! Oh, yeah. Uh, no, they just, I mean, these are two super intense individuals, and I think this had, I think this, I don't know, I didn't see it, but I can It was a solid match, but it this. didn't, it wasn't Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. It right, wasn't. but they were more, they were more wrestling. I see this just more of, like, excitement or something, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, I didn't watch it. I was <sighs> making it up in my head. Like I said, it fell pretty flat in comparison to the other match. Yeah. And then we had your main event scene. Oh, no. With that, though, you, you ended up picking oh, yeah. up a point, Pasty. Tied us tree up three and three. And tree the and main tree. event is up next. Woo. And Pasty and I picked two different people in the triple threat. So, by God, one of us is pulling ahead. Nope. Roman won. <laughs> <laughs> you know, out of all of the, uh, well, of course, Universal Championship three-way Roman Reigns um, uh, beat Edge and Daniel Bryan. The two comeback stories of the last two years. Well, I guess all three of them, I guess. Yeah, Roman say, Reigns huh? came back from cancer. You can't forget about that. <laughs> I can. <laughs> but it's like of all of the, the pay-per-views, I think for the last year or so, I've, I've always went with Roman because it's like, yeah, of course Roman's winning. Yeah, of course Roman's winning. Right. I really did not see him winning this one. I thought it was Edge or Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah, me too. I did not see him walking away. And my, my thing is, is Edge never would have came back if Daniel Bryan wouldn't have got cleared after his career-ending en- injury. So I was right. always like, well, if Edge deserves to win, then Daniel should win more. Right, because he opened the door. Yeah, so he paved the way for Edge. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> That's funny to think, isn't it? <laughs> that is. <laughs> That is funny to think. This was a badass match, though. It was really good. Uh, good triple threat action. Lots of, you know, one guy out, two guys doing stuff. Uh, Edge was pretty cutthroat. Um, tried to hit. He hit Daniel Bryan with a concerto. And I was like, holy shit, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although... To be fair, concerto when done properly. Well, yeah, it's, enough, it's, yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 nobody gets touched at all. You just but still, just like the imagery of that exactly. is like my career Which is almost probably ended. Why they did it. I'm yeah. gonna end this guy's career. It was good. Uh, Edge had uh, Roman in a crossface at one point, and Daniel was out for a while, and Roman was looking like he was about to tap, and Daniel dives into the ring and catches Roman's hand before he taps, and then he puts the yes lock on. So they both got oh, him in the snap. submission and Edge used, they broke a chair. And so Edge had a bar from the chair. So he had it in Roman's mouth doing the, uh, the, the, the cr- arm cross face. I don't know. We're talking about a cross face. Yeah. I think it was a cross face. The leg was, yeah. arm was between his legs and he was pulling on his face. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. called a cross face. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so then they're both doing it on Roman at the same time. And then they start headbutting each other while they're putting the, oh, the locks snap. on. Yeah, it was good. It was that's good. cool. I, I want to see that. It was a very fun match, and for Roman to come back at the end and and win and drag Edge on top of Daniel Bryan and pin them both, I was like, "Oh snap! He pinned them both!" <laughs> yeah, dude. Talk about super heat. That's <laughs> Although, how you get heat. And then they got the built-in story where you know technically Edge was on top of Daniel Bryan, so he won the match. 
which is the t- story that's supposed to be being told tonight, but we've missed it. So maybe it's been told, maybe it hasn't. But yeah, Roman Reigns pinning them both to win was fucking awesome, especially since we were tied and we ended it on a tie <laughs> because of that. And I was like, oh my God, it was good. It was good. This is a really good match. Well yeah. worth the watch. 21 minutes, 40 seconds, and these are three guys. I think that's the longest of all the nights. Yeah. Uh, well, no. The Wait a second. Unsanctioned match was longer. The but unsanctioned that's... match was 40 minutes? Yeah, dude. It did not feel like 40 minutes. Wow. Yeah. They really sucked me in. I did not think that was – I just looked it up right now. Holy shit. Uh, but, yeah, 21 minutes, 40 seconds, and these are three guys who know how to deliver a main event. Mm-hmm. I mean – yeah, so no questions about it. This was a perfect way this to end the weekend. See. Yep. 40 it did not feel like 40 minutes. Wow, they did a great job. Um, sorry, that stunned me. <laughs> so, uh yeah, so it came down to 3-3 on night 2 of WrestleMania 37 the night before was 5-5. Five, five. Holy shit, pasty. Um Tied on both manias. It'll never Tied happen, we said. Manias. And so, of course, the tiebreaker was just uh, the accumulation of both nights together. Of all four nights together, yeah. I should say. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, because NXT Stand and Deliver night two was 3-3. Three, three. So three in a row we tied. <laughs> so it, it went was... all the way to night one NXT Stand and Deliver. Yeah, night one was the only one. Mac pulled ahead, and so I ended up getting it by by the first of all four of them. Who would have thought that the first <laughs> one would be the deciding factor of who wins this this hellacious or, or elongated week, if you will? That's good. That's good. Wow. Scores 15 to 13 in the finals. <laughs> and that's still super close. Yeah, like for dude. For four seven, nights of wrestling. Seven, that's 14. Five is 19. And how many? I think it was five on the other one. Uh, yeah, five. So that's 24 matches and we were that close. It's good shit. Really good shit. I was super stoked when I was coming down to the end of the second night of Mania and I'm like, (laughs) am I ahead by a point? And then I had to go and look and I'm like, no, we're tied. That's even better. Yeah. You messaged me that we're tied (laughs) at the end and it was like, and I, and I avoided uh, everything up until, uh, when we started checking this out and when I started looking it up to, to find out who did everything, I'm going down. It's like, Oh, 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 it's like, Oh, and I was like, who won? And it's like, Roman Reigns. What? We're tied. Yep. I was like, what was the fucking tiebreaker? Halfway through that match. I stopped cheering for Daniel Bryan and I was just cheering for Reigns. I'm like, come on, fucking do this. Take it to the fucking edge. And I couldn't I even it. remember who, uh, who won the first one. So I went back and looked and I was like, Oh, we have a, a final score for NXT. And I was like, Oh shit. I was ahead. That's super close. <laughs> that shows you. Uh, so I guess in, in general, I guess with us being that close, you'd have to think it's gotta be a decent, 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 or- Four things. Best match pasty of WrestleMania 37. I'm going to let you call it. I'm going to go back and watch a few, but this is your call for sure. Championship three-way, hands down. Okay. Sheamus Riddle is my second place, but it's it's not as cool as a lot of the shit they did in the three-way match. Uh, Can you give a grade to night two? A C. A C. Yeah. Um, It was not as good as night one, and they kicked it off with fucking the fiend in the ass maliciously and so yeah yeah 
I can't argue. Again, I didn't watch it. I'm going to go with you. So with uh, general consensus is night one was far better than night two. So with night one being a B, (laughs) night two being a C, does that, for the final grade, do we want to put that as a B plus or a C minus? Or I mean a C plus or a B minus. Let's go C minus for the whole thing. It's WWE. (laughs) Fuck them. Uh, give them C, an plus or B, <laughs> C, C plus or B minus. Where are we at for, uh, uh, for this? Let's go with the B minus. B minus. It's all fair. All. It's fair. Okay. Yeah, I think that works. Oh, I hope we don't have to go through another week of like, it, it's hard enough just to watch the regular, enough of the regular wrestling shows you want to watch a week that they have four pay-per-views. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a daunting task, but I made it through. I, I made it through and lost out. by two points. <laughs> I tapped out and won. <laughs> <laughs> I won on both ends, buddy. <laughs> no, I think it was worth watching. It, it was more worth watching than Godzilla and Kong. Yeah. And and I'll, like I said, I'll go back and I'll, I'll watch some of that. But so much to, so much to do. Yeah. But not so much pasty in the land of the savages where we find our savage sentinel. We're at about a 15-minute timer, by the way. Well, f- I know. I, we I keep this. looking at it, and I was, and then I looked at the savage sentinel, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we're, we're fine. No problem. Yep. So, oh. uh, savage sentinel, I'll, I'll knock out with the news, and then we'll go into the rest of it pasty. Um, All right. Uh, we, we might as well just get a new segment called the, the new Conrad Thompson podcast for each week that we do this, because... <laughs> My World with Jeff Jarrett is the newest addition to the Conrad Thompson family of professional wrestling podcasts. And, of course, it will begin airing every Tuesday starting May 4th. Going against NXT, huh? (laughs) Cocky. (laughs) The show will take listeners on a journey, not only through Jarrett's Hall of Fame career as an in-ring performer, but don't forget, he also had his time as a promoter and company owner. I want to see him just talk about the GCW gold buying stuff. That's all I <laughs> that want the podcast awesome. to be about. It's the only way I'm going to listen to it. You know Conrad will make an episode all about the gold yeah. shit. He will. He, he fucking, he doesn't, he isn't easy on his co-hosts. I love that about him. It's the only one I'm going to listen to. I'm telling you that right now. I don't, I don't uh, care about this. So, of course, wrestling self-proclaimed King of the Mountain will look back at the Jarrett family history also in the sports entertainment business. Basically, that dates back to 1946. So he'll have a lot to talk about there. Also, his personal accomplishments and his foray into company ownership with the creation of NWA TNA, now known as Impact Wrestling, and of course, of course, Global Force Wrestling slash Gold Buying. Yeah, and pizza on airplanes with wrestling tickets. Damn right. Yeah. So this, I think this could be a good one because uh, Jarrett seems like he can tell a good story too. Yeah. Okay. You can listen to it for me. I'm sure I will. (laughs) I love Jeff Jarrett. I think he's very underappreciated. I think he's... I don't appreciate him, so you're probably right. Yeah. As far as in-ring talent, he he easily is amazing. I think he's got the charisma. He's no Jesse James. (laughs) He's got more in-ring talent than Jesse James. Um, The charisma, I'd say... Tide or Jesse might be a little better than him, but a mind for the wrestling business. The the man is is super smart. I mean, I don't think I think maybe a little bit on meth. Maybe that's all right. 
Oh, so that <laughs> brings us pasty out of the news. That's the only just. just I still haven't forgiven him from for stealing Kurt Angle's wife. So don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, but it made for some awesome matches in Impact Wrestling. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't watch any of them because I just felt bad for Kurt. Like, he's really dragging him through the mud here, aren't you? <laughs> Fucking asshole. Yeah, but could you imagine, Pasty, if somebody looked at you and said, hey, the guy that stole your wife, I'm going to pay you $100,000 to step in the ring and punch him. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Let's throw him around, beat the shit out of him. Okay. Uh, we got comings and goings, Pasty. Where are yes. we coming? What happened when we went? Well, WWE and McAfee just announced that the former NFL star turned podcaster who recently had a strong run in WWE, therefore turning wrestler, will now be turning commentator on SmackDown beginning tonight with the post-WrestleMania 37 episode. McAfee and Michael Cole will make up the new SmackDown announced team. I almost got scared there and thought that was Adam Cole for a second. (laughs) (laughs) New. This change comes after Corey Graves was sent to Raw this week to work with Byron Saxton and newcomer, very exclusively white, boring guy, Adnan Verk. <laughs> what the fuck is Adnan I don't know, but the fucking episode started and Samoa Joe wasn't there, and I'm listening to the most bland, like, blander than Josh Matthews, like, just bland white guy whiting it up, and he's not even entertaining I don't know. It was bad. He's not He's not Samoa Joe. So not only do we have to deal with Byron Saxton, who I'm not a fan of, now we got Adnan Verk or Corey Graves. Who did he piss off? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to guess uh, McAfee is probably going to be pretty good at this. I don't know. I've never heard him announce, but... Uh, Michael Cole can easily... if He'd be the one to make him into a great announcer, so... And I like two-man teams. Yeah. So I'm actually, uh, I'm not going to watch SmackDown anytime soon, but I'm looking forward to this team. I'm going to watch this one just because Raw after Mania was shit, so I'm assuming SmackDown after Mania has to be somewhat good. Oh, you got to And if it's not, then I'm going to learn my lesson, and that'll be the next year. I won't watch it, but uh, I'm going to give it a shot. I don't think McAfee's going to be on the announced team for long because I'm assuming they're going to use him in the ring. I don't know. It might be better for for him in WWE to use him as an announcer. He's got he is a name, he is a face, and does he really want to be taking bumps this late in his career for another ten years? You know, I think he's gonna want to have. Oh, he can still have a on match the main or roster. Two. Yeah. I mean, fuck, Michael Cole and, and, and would have matches, and fucking Jim Ross had matches, so of course he'll have a match or two. I think, but yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see. Uh, something that, that hurt my feelings because uh, I think she's one of the most underrated women wrestlers out there. Eva Lise Velez took to Twitter Wednesday to announce that she is no longer with AEW. History repeats itself, unfortunately. I speak about mistreatment and get let go. That's life. I spoke up about mistreatment from a coach, even to other women too. There were witnesses and I was the one suspended and left in limbo. And just now let go. And nothing has been done at all the entire time, wrote Ivelisse, who's been with AEW since July 2020, so almost a year. Yeah. And she was uh, and she was working with them before then, even. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure what's <laughs> going on behind the scenes. Haven't really heard anything. So yeah, that's the, the thing. Nobody else is coming out it. and saying anything. So, but, um, 
But I don't know. AEW really doesn't let people go either. So there's got there's something to the, there's something to this story. Yeah, because they don't let a lot of people go. I know she really she wasn't happy. She wasn't happy that that Thunder Rosa was getting the the strong push. Right. She felt like she deserved it. And I'll tell you what, I would have loved not to see agree with that. Well, I would have loved to see them too in a program together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fucking Eva Lise is very underrated. She is an amazing talent, and Thunder Rosa speaks for herself. I mean, I don't have to tell you how amazing she is. Those two would have been great in a program together. So, yeah, not sure what happened. I will say though, with uh, I mean, she could either go back to Impact Wrestling. I'm sure they would take her, and then she could even maybe work with AEW, or uh, you know, with this whole. Uh, Azteca Underground thing going. I think she would be great in uh, MLW with this new Azteca Underground promotion. So is this the company that did Lucha? Because like, I've been hearing Lucha Underground's making a comeback. Yeah, it's... They heard somebody, MLW was going to do the Azteca, has, and they're like, oh, no, 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 we're coming no, back. No, as, as far as I know, it's all one thing. Okay. Somebody somebody bought the rights to Lucha Underground, and they're going to restart it. Um, there's debate whether it's going to be under Lucha Underground or Azteca Underground. The reason MLW has been doing Azteca Underground is because they don't own the name Lucha Underground. Whoever bought it um, now owns it. Mm. But yeah, they want to. They're they're looking at actually bringing Dario Cuarto back, and um, apparently they have the actual uh, the uh, um, oh I can't think of what they called it the arena that they used though the the temple the temple I I believe they actually have uh, they're able to rent the temple and actually shoot there so That's it sounds cool. like it's either going to be like a joint venture with uh court bauer in this person or maybe like a raw smackdown sort of deal but very different so i don't know nice i do know that there are rumors and it's not in our notes because it's not i haven't found anywhere where it's actually said this but uh there are rumors that mlw is talking with a decent sized television company about bringing them to television so other than BN. Well, they're not in BN now. I guess they're, I don't know where they are. Yeah, that's all I know about it. We're getting close here, pasty. Mike and Maria Nellis revealed to BW Insider that they have signed with Ring of Honor and will be with the promotion full time until Maria gets pregnant. (laughs) An official announcement for Ring of Honor was released soon after. Mike and Maria were released from their WWE deals back in April 15th, 2020. That was a year ago yesterday. Yep. Along with the other COVID-19 budget cuts. Mike returned to Ring of Honor November 21st TV show. And Maria later returned on December 20th. They previously left Ring of Honor in late December 2015 after failing to come to terms on a new deal. I mean, these two just scream Ring of Honor. They're, you know, yeah. Maria is the, they're the king and queen of Ring of Honor. They belong there. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's good for all companies involved. You know what's great and good for all companies involved? Mauro Ronaldo will be calling the Impact Wrestling Rebellion pay-per-view main event, Pacey. Yeah. This according to ESPN.com, and they're pretty reputable. 
The main <laughs> event, of course, AEW champion Kenny Omega versus Impact Wrestling champion Rich Swan. And this will be Ronaldo's first pro wrestling commentary job since he left WWE in August 2020. Before that, Ronaldo was part of the NXT announce team, of course, and currently he is the play-by-play announcer for Bellator and Showtime Boxing. I'm so glad he's back, and that's going to be such a fun match for him to call. Oh, for sure. With his enthusiasm? Yeah, dude. Oh, my dude. gosh. It's like... I was excited for this it almost before, bothers like, me. Oh. It almost bothers me that he's doing it for Impact and not for AEW. Because <laughs> they need better announcers. Well, I want to hear Maro. I want to hear Maro and JR together. I do not. What? Uh, There's just going to be too many catchphrases. <laughs> be like, My God! It's Mama Mia! Mama <laughs> Yeah, it's like... It's uh, <laughs> the battle. <laughs> might only get fucking catchphrases the entire two hours. You don't know. That would be Between awesome. Between the two of them, they have enough to fill two hours. They should do that. <laughs> they should do that for the next Talking Shop of Mania, at least. Right? That would be cool. Just catchphrases. <laughs> That'd be funny. That'd be awesome. Oh. Could you let my Maro have a bipolar like break during it and he starts beating people up or something? Dude, don't make fun of the men. No, no, but but I mean, if it's if it's if it's, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was I was joshing you to be honest. I mean, it's it's Pasty, talking shop mania. Best fucking news of this whole week is that we got zero on the injury report. Yeah, I did not read or hear or see anything about any deaths, any major injuries holding somebody off. With uh, with all of those hooking pay per view matches, I thought we were going to have a stacked injury report. For sure, nothing that at least has come out. <clears throat> nope, and I thought Balor would have had a concussion. Maybe Kyle O'Reilly would have a broken jaw. Mandy Rose broke her ass. Right. Sheamus kicked fucking Matt Riddle's teeth out. No, we we got away pretty scot clean. Yeah, and, and I mean, maybe some of those things happen, and they just haven't been re- revealed yet, but. Anytime we can go without a, a, anything on the injury report, I'm happy. That's the best way to end. Well, don't you think some of those superstars who were released are feeling pretty injured right now? Some of them feel better than they have forever. Yeah, I'm sure they have. <laughs> Hopefully most of them, honestly. I think everybody... All I got to say to those 10 that have been released, Pasty, is just Bo leave. <laughs> you think that's what Vince told Bo when he let him go? I hope he did. <laughs> I hope he did. <laughs> it's all right, pal. Don't be sad. You go out there and believe in yourself. No, like, believe. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. You're fired. That's even better. Yes. Ah, this is a good show, Fat Mac. A fat, stacked, packed show. One of the best of all time. Yes. Our greatest combat to date in pay-per-view warfare. And uh, it, that it was. Fuck, it just... I bet Meltzer gives it five stars. I bet he gives it six and a half. Ooh. If it was in the Tokyo Dome, it would crack seven. Pasty, <laughs> uh. not only was this probably our best show ever, man. Uh, tune in next week, folks, for our best show ever. Yes. We'll be we breaking down our picks for Impact Rebellion. 
And I'm excited for that. That's going to be a huge show. We're going to get some some answers there. Hopefully. Or more questions. Plus, we're assuming more uh, releases, which could be good, could be bad. Obviously, so far, everybody released is on a uh, 90-day non-compete, so we're probably not going to hear a ton of new hirings. But there's going to be so much rumors and so much going on next week. You're not going to want to miss the show. It's going to be fantastic. Pacey, that, that's all I got. I can't even fit any more into this. Yeah, yeah, me either. So with that being said, love spread it like cancer.